if we have the ability and the talent and the skill to help make change and, and create change for the for the better right and to mm -hmm. to bring communities together to develop people um, to create better products that are more sustainable um, develop manufacturing processes that, that are, are more sustainable if we have the talent and ability to do that we owe it to generations that are coming after us to, to do that welcome to the luciano cast on this episode we had david allen design director talking to us about the meaning of design and what makes a good product we ended the conversation talking about leadership in a global perspective this conversation was super informative and a lot of fun to have and it was the first one we've done virtually this is the first episode that i've recorded that was not face to face so with that enjoy Mr. David Allen, welcome to the Luciano Cast. Thank you so much for, because you're a you're a global design director at a company, <laughs> and uh, I just want to know like who you are, what that is, and um, just more about kind of what design is. And I'll stop talking here, but like design is um, something that's kind of near and dear to my heart, um, and it's something that, that I think that only a few people see design for design versus you know, other stuff that it may or may not be. And so I want to kind of talk about that. Awesome. Well, Luciano, thanks for having me. This is a, this is a, an honor and I appreciate, you know, somebody locally here in the Grand Rapids area in West Michigan, you know, setting up a podcast like you have. It's, uh, it, it's really exciting to hear some of your, some of your past guests and a lot of entrepreneurs in the area, area and a lot of designers, I think as well. So yes. thanks for having me. Yes, well, you fit right in. Uh, you know, it's definitely a rock star, man. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but I'm I'm super passionate about design. And uh, where should I start? Um, yeah, well, um, wh what is design, right? Because I think um, so. For example, uh, my dad has ran a design studio for like 20 years, right? And just like last year, my uncle thought that he was a, des a an engineer. <laughs> And I said, no, he's a designer. And he said, I don't get it. <laughs> so maybe, could we start there? Like, I want to talk about, like, start off with maybe like, where's design versus engineering and the design versus art, right? Because it's not art, but it's not engineering, but it's not not art and it's not not engineering. <laughs> uh, it's it's, a, it's a, an age old debate, isn't it? Um, I think honestly, just my perspective, and, and we could debate this all all year for the rest of 2021. It's your, perspective. your perspective is gospel <laughs> as far as I'm concerned right now. You're the guest. <laughs> yeah, th this is just my perspective. So I'd be really interested to hear uh, hear the debate that ensued after this. But, you know, I, I, I think actually deep down, we all have a little bit of a designer in us, right? We all have in some way the ability to create something, um, whether it's something something at your in your school uh, you know project or whether it's a, a car or whether it's a building or whether it's a, a website or a, or a business I think I think we all have this uh, ability to, to create and this ability to design and um, you know if I look back on my journey um, becoming a designer and, and now a, a design director 
leading just a phenomenal team here in West Michigan. You know, I, I, I my story is not dissimilar to, to many others where as a kid, we just were always fascinated about creating and, and building and, and making things and ask any designer and they've probably will talk to you about Lego and they will probably talk to you about Meccano if you're from the UK and, and you know about that product. But but it's uh, I, I think it's something deep inside us where we have this fascination of, of making things and solving problems and and creating solutions to help make the world a better place. And and uh, whether you go down the engineering path, or whether you go down more of a design discipline path, uh, I think ultimately we're all trying to do the same thing. You know, we're all trying to to, to solve problems in the world. And and uh, it, design is just a, a fascinating subject for me because you know there's this interesting blend between art and engineering and um, and, and art I, to me is very much something that is obviously very creative uh, but good art has meaning behind it right it, there's a meaning behind the art whether the artist in, intended or not to, to create that meaning and whether or not the person looking at it interprets the art in the same way as the artist intended it doesn't matter. There's meaning behind it, um, whether you're you're just an observer or whether you're the creator. So, and I think that's very different, uh, very much the same. Sorry, as uh, as designers and how we think as designers, we we are looking to create meaning in things and sense. purpose in things. You know, we don't just create stuff for the the sake of creating it. And uh, I would challenge any designers out there if they find themselves doing that, then 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 spend some time to reflect on what you're on what you're doing because. Our job is to is to make the world a better place and, and create things that are of value, right? So, yeah. so I think that's for me the, the artistic side that still has a close connection to design, although maybe the boundaries and the constraints are a little different. They might be the media that's been used, or they might be the way the art is is created, or 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 where the art is created, and. Um, but we have constraints in design too. Ju they just might be a little different. They might be cost or, or uh, yeah. Is or that maybe where the engineering overlap might come in with the constraints? Yeah, yeah. I think I think you're you're probably right. You know, the engineering side of of there's there is an engineering side of design. I think I, I need to acknowledge that. Right? There is, you know, the engineers that I've worked with in, in my career and that I work with today, they're also designers. Like we, we can't get hung up on whether we're an engineer or a designer, but they are creating uh, solutions too. They are designing. They, mm. Designers and, and engineers are, are, have the same the same goal, I think, ultimately. And they, there might be different tools that they use. There might be different uh, methodologies and frameworks that, they, that are being used. But collectively, that's powerful, right? You, I, I don't think you yeah. can have one or the other in, in, in most cases. I think... I think collectively there has to be that close close collaboration and I think there's so much that as designers we've learned from engineering and the history of engineering because let's keep in mind industrial design and we're talking about design in general obviously but industrial design is still a relatively new discipline really but then you talk about UI and UX design that's even more recent right that's only in the past few years that these terms have been used but engineering as a discipline has been around a long time. And so there's a lot that that 
we have learned and can still learn from from engineering and I think the constraint setting and scope setting that you often hear project uh, teams talk about I think is a is a key part of that but but as designers we're we're perhaps looking maybe I would say that the slight difference is that we're perhaps looking at a little more broadly in terms of the overall context and I think that's where the beauty is in that collaboration between engineering and design you know the engine engineering mindset is uh is often highly functional driven right it's highly yeah uh focused on feasibility and and making something work and i think that's that's obviously so important because it doesn't matter if you have a fantastic vision or dream if you can't make it makes no sense so and then the designer <laughs> it's, often, it's black and white right yeah well not always but yeah i think i think that that mindset is crucial to the mix and the designer on the other hand is is maybe thinking a bit more from a desirability perspective um and i don't just mean in the way something looks uh, i want to be clear that a designer in my mind is not just a, a stylist or someone that makes things look pretty but 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 a real uh, right. uh has a real focus on desirability and 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 what is this number one what is the problem we're really solving and number two who are we solving it for and and, and number three taking everything in, into perspective or into account and um and uh putting context around the problem and the and are those the, three how the, you sorry. assess desirability um i think there's a lot of that's a good question there's a lot of factors into desirability right there's uh, and i think yeah. it varies project by project it really depends on the problem and what you're trying to what, what problem you've identified and what problem you're going after i i think it really depends okay uh, desirability could mean styling it could mean the look right uh when you talk it's about designs. car design yeah when you talk Is about it? car design aesthetics are a high uh, highly regarded right there at, the, at the top of the list in many cases for the exterior of a car because you, you don't often buy a car um for you know for for other other reasons uh, other than looks uh, okay that that's obviously debatable that the price of it the function of it the the size of it and the form of it is, is important but but many times people will choose a car based on the way it looks that's that is is pretty pretty common um in other industries that might not be so important the look of something may just be lower down on the chain it may be the price that is more important it may be the actual usability of that product whatever it is you're making how functional is it right so i think i think desirability can uh you know you got to look at it in 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 its own what in whatever context that you're working in. that makes sense so like design kind of does it always start with trying to solve a problem? I would say it starts before that. What is the problem? Right? Oh, interesting. D design, yeah. you know, I'll kind of unpack the design, the meaning of design to me, right? It's, um, it, it's often misconstrued as being uh, des design the noun. And, and people often talk about design as a noun, how something looks. Um, is often yeah. is often the way it's considered. I think of design as a verb, and 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 it and it's it is described as being the the art of identifying problems and and solving them. Right, the art of a process, designing something uh, versus the design of something. And so, and root that, problems. Yeah, yeah, and that's something I I 
am quite passionate about because it's that process of design and that, the methodologies and the tools you use to go out and identify problems. Um, if done well, you really can can make an impact, right? Again, it goes back to, to designing meaning into something. Well, first, you've got to have a meaningful problem to go after and solve. Um, and not just pick the first thing that comes comes flying at you. But so to answer your question, yeah, it, it is about solving a problem. But most importantly, it's about identifying the most meaningful problem to go after um, and really, really dive deep into that, that whatever world or subject you're, you're getting into to, to really <laughs> understand what what's what's the what's the key problem here? What do we got? Yeah. Well, and that's, not, that's not easy to do, right? That's that's not always easy to do. Um, that takes a lot of time and effort, and and honestly, a bit of luck too. Like, so you, you probably come across a bunch of like road, like maybe not roadblocks, but like things that need to be solved to get a good outcome with the product or whatever it is you're designing. Can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah. So, like you said it's not always easy to do like it's not always easy to get at the right problem it's not always easy to get the right solution right out of the bat and so i was wondering maybe you know what are some of the things that might slow you down in the design process well i might look at it slightly different differently um okay you know that the design process in itself, I, I don't think is, is super complicated. And if you go and talk to any company uh, today, go pick a company, the, everyone pretty much uses the same design process. Do a bit of research, you know, with your customers or with your potential customers or target customers, understand what they need. Get some people together, create some ideas or solutions around that, go test it, narrow it down, develop something, put it to market start all over again right it, mm -hmm. it it's not and i'm oversimplifying of course but it's not it's it doesn't vary that much company to company at the core of how of how companies develop products that makes sense. but um but there's a lot of differences in how they go about doing it and how successful companies are or how efficient they are at, at doing it um and so you know, you, you you could you could take a small startup which has one visionary, an entrepreneur who has an idea and a vision of where they want to go, and and that can work. That can genuinely work. That that person gets a team around them and goes after mm -hmm. that that vision, solves it, creates something, um, and and sells the product, service, or whatever they're whatever they've uh, created. You yeah. could have a large company, you know. Uh, go about it in a in a very different way with a lot more people a lot more collaboration a lot more time investment whatever it might be to really try and unearth the need in their market space they're going about it in maybe two different ways but the the idea is very similar you know go and understand who your customer is and what their problems are um ultimately you got to get some smart people together to to interpret those things and and that's where the designers and the engineers and the marketing professionals get together and w with with experts in manufacturing and and sourcing and, and all the folks that that come with bringing a product to market 
and yeah. getting them in a room and getting them working together. Honestly, it's the um, it, it's powerful when when that can happen. And that to me is design. That is design in action. It's design the verb. That is a group of people using design to to explore ideas once they've understood the problem and to gradually uh, narrow those those ideas down to to uh, something that is going to be viable in the market and 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 that the company can commercialize that the, the customer values and is willing to pay for so so yeah there's a number of different ways you could go about doing it depending on the scale of, of the business obviously but I'll, I'll put my neck out and say we all do think we all do it in a very similar way uh, uh, yeah at, at its core right we just have you know, different resources and different different uh, tools and methodologies to get there that makes sense so what makes a good product in your eyes oh my gosh <laughs> well uh i think it comes back to solving that need does yeah. does does it yep. solve that need right it, it, it good any good product that you that you see has lasted the test of time is solving a need an unmet need in the market that no one else has identified and and that have gone uh, that, that some company's gone after or some individuals gone after a really great product is one that can satisfy every factor of of uh, of the ecosystem of of developing a product so the company's making money the product the product satisfying the customer first of all right there's a market for it there's a demand for it because it's solving a need the company's also making money from the product uh, it's a sustainable product in that its impact to the environment is is uh, uh, better than than anything else out there, or or is is a lower impact than than competition, or mm-hmm. or frankly, I think we should all be be targeting, you know, reducing our our footprint on on the planet. So um, that it's helping communities. Right, it's helping grow and, and build communities and bring people mm-hmm. together, um, and that it's just doing good for the world. Right, I think, and I think there's probably many more. You know, go go and pick a pick a benefit, but I think, but I think a really really great products don't just satisfy one thing. Right, they don't mm-hmm. just satisfy the consumer or the market, but they're they're doing good in in the world. Right, they're doing good for uh, for the the country and the, and, the, and the planet. They're they're supporting communities. They're they're uh, they're making us better, right? And that, I think that's yeah. there's. I hate to say it, but there's probably very few products out there that 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 can check all those boxes, right? It's that's a tough relative ask. to how many products are out there. I know, right? Um, yeah, I agree that you know design is all about compromise. The process of design is all about compromise. Um, hmm. You can't have everything, right? You you can't. <laughs> You can't have ten out of ten in every category that that you're that you're working through as you design a product, and so, and so there's always some compromise somewhere, right? And um, yeah, I think the most aspirational products are the ones that that can score highly in all categories, and that's and that's hard. It's it's genuinely hard. It takes a lot of collaboration. It takes a lot of learning and understanding and listening and and. Uh, yeah. and working together to to create those solutions so 
It's something we strive for, right? It's, something we, like, it's something we constantly strive for. We'll, we'll, we'll probably not hit it, but we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll always be striving for that perfect product. It makes sense. Is that kind of what you mean by about um, like of design, design having an impact? Because um, like I kind of go back to like the story of like when my dad was in high school, he would get in trouble for like drawing on the tables and stuff like that. <laughs> and on the, on the last day of high school, somebody told him he could be he could grow up and be a designer, and he didn't know what a designer was. And he's like. Are you kidding me? Like, I, I can get paid for doing this? I've been getting in trouble for drawing my whole life. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, but then that translates to, like, making products that impact the world. Like, that, I don't know. I guess that, to me, the the parallel is, is just, you're telling me about those boxes that it checks, right? So, like, it solves a need. Like, people are are either able to do something that they haven't been able to do before, or it allows them to do the things that they're already doing better or more efficiently. Um, and it's got a good impact on, I like what you said, the country and the planet <laughs> that that's, yeah. I, uh, I don't know if that was necessarily a question or just like an observation uh, or like an appreciation sentence or whatever, but I just thought that was really cool. I, I agree with you. I, th I think, I think as designers and engineers and, and frankly, anyone that creates entrepreneurs, right? They're, they're designing yeah. and creating businesses. And I know you, you've got a, you've had some great entrepreneurs on your pod. I think it's our responsibility. If we have the ability and the talent and the skill to help make change and, and create change for the, for the better, right? And to, mm -hmm to bring communities together, to develop people, um, to create better products that are more sustainable, um, develop manufacturing processes that, that are, are more sustainable. If we have the talent and ability to do that, we owe it to generations that are coming after us to, to do that and, and use those talents, talents and skills and, and just and just create, create a better place yeah. for us, right? Um, no, I totally agree. That, that that's that's not something we should give, you know uh, that's not something we should just uh, take lightly. Take lightly, yeah. We 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 should really genuinely uh, you know make make yeah. use of that. And I think you you opened up kind of a, a another piece of that with your dad's story, who <laughs> I know who I also know well, and uh, it's fantastic, you know, seeing him. Uh, Build build up his business and and the, and the work that he did because it was so impactful and you know when I think back as a as a student in school I think his story is is familiar to many of us right where where we're sitting yeah. in art class sketching and and creating and making and and you know passionate about creating things and, and solving problems with those things, but maybe not quite knowing how to channel it or where to challenge it, challenge it, uh, channel it. Yes. And uh, yeah. what, what's, what's still fascinating to me is that, you know, decades on now that uh, industrial design has been around for a long, long time, um, there's still a, I think, a genuine lack of awareness uh, in, in, in the world and in, in the population around 
around what industrial design is and what designers do. And I think like like many design disciplines, we're constantly reinventing ourselves. Um, but it still amazes me that, that students today that I talk to don't quite know what to do with their talent and they just don't know that industrial design is a career and, and is a pathway. And, and uh, it's such a secretive role that we have in our companies because because everything we do is is very much on the front end and, and it's of high value to many companies. Right? It is very confidential and it's a secret world. And and uh, I know for me, I was very lucky in, in that I had a, a fantastic uh, art art program in my high school and a fantastic uh, you know, shop program and, and craft program that that uh, yeah. those those teachers knew what design was and they knew the place it had in the world and and I was so I was very lucky early on that I knew exactly what I wanted to do and but I talk to students today and and many of them have come from engineering into design or they've come from some other discipline and and in a roundabout way found design because it wasn't necessarily. Uh, uh, open to them, it just wasn't. They just weren't aware of it, and so yeah. I think I think that's another responsibility we have as designers and design leaders is, is to help bring up the next generation of designers. And then um, it's one reason in my career I've gone from being a designer who designs product every day to to being a design leader, and mm. the 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 potential of. The, the potential of developing designers and developing talent is something I think I'm probably most passionate about now. It's developing organizational capability. It's developing the talent in that organization, recruiting great talent, building teams, because ultimately that's making an impact to the business. Um, yeah, and that makes and, a bigger that, impact than like you could do personally, right? Absolutely. That allows you to grow absolutely. your ability. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, making that transition is often hard uh, for people uh, because we, we constantly want to create. And, and I have my outlets yeah. of how I create, right? But but my outlet now is probably more, my creative outlet is more organizational. It's more talent development. It's more, it's more mm. around mentoring designers on, on my team and, and in teams past. And I get a massive amount of satisfaction out of that because because those designers are so talented and the potential that they have is so high um it's just it, it's incredibly satisfying watching them grow and learn and and bring new thinking and, and bringing new tools and methods to to the organization so you know that that's kind of a little peek into in into uh, you know how i how I got here and the path I've taken, but um, it, it's it is it is our responsibility, I believe, to help build up that next generation and and set companies up for success with the right talent because the talent that they have today got them to where they are, but we need new talent for the future. And by new talent, I mean to not just more going. More just yeah, not just more more bodies <laughs> to help do the work, but I'm talking about different disciplines. You know, the rise of UX as a term, right? We've all, I feel we've always been doing UX for many 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 years. It just hasn't been called that. But UI as well <clears throat> and interaction design. You know, these are 
uh, these are new emerging disciplines going through very similar, um, a very similar journey to what industrial designers have gone through in terms of trying to define their role and, and where they're going to go. But, but as companies, we need yeah. that that expertise and we need those individuals to to bring that skill and, and those those uh, experiences to, to the companies to help develop the next generation of products because the products that we are designing today in, in many companies is so different from even 15, 20 years ago. High, you high need degree new of thoughts to do that, right? Yeah, you, you can't. Yeah, exactly. You need new thinking. You need, uh, you know, open minds, curious mindset, you know, individuals on the team that can think beyond this year, right? Be able to think in the future, but bring it to life, beyond right? What they see in front of them. Exactly, yeah. right. Uh, you know, so many companies now we're seeing hiring psychologists, right? Um, anthropologists and, you know, experts in the, in the human, mm -hmm. the human mind, right? Experts in understanding what we think about as, as consumers and, and how we consume yeah. and how we, how we can, uh, uh, well, like make decisions and operate. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so, we we really have to uh, I I think for all designers we we have to constantly be be looking at that and developing the the, the next generation help encouraging kids in school you know not just high school but yeah. elementary schools um, yeah. it's it's fantastic to see some of the elementary schools uh, in the area teaching what we would call design thinking they're teaching methodologies of problem identification ideation selection and decision making and development they're, they're teaching these skill sets to kids who are nine ten years old you know and and that's, that's so cool those are core skill sets that can be applied anywhere right you don't have to become a designer to use those you don't have yeah. to have a design title to use critical thinking and the ability to identify and solve problems you you, you know these are core skills so it's fantastic to see that in schools and again, I think it's our, uh, you know, we, we kind of owe it to the next generation to help show them that they can have a career in design. Because just like your dad, who's sitting there sketching away and on his on his uh, table at school, on the table, <laughs> on the table, yeah, we all did it. That that's a skill set, uh, and he was developing and honing that skill set. And there's and there's value in that, right? There isn't just the traditional yeah. pathway of, of sciences and mathematics these days, right? That's not a, that's not the only option that that um, kids have, and I think we owe it to to them to show what they can do with with creative skill sets and creative degrees because the world needs a balance of that, right? We we need we need yeah. a balance of of uh, of all all different mindsets, all different ways of thinking and, and solving problems and coming at things from different angles. So I like what you said in the beginning. It was something that I kind of like want to lead into, but then you opened right up with it with like, there's a little bit of designer in everybody. Um, and I was like, <laughs> yes, gold, right? And I wanted to ask like, how can maybe you're a designer, maybe you want to be a designer or maybe you're not a designer, but like, other ways that you know off the top of your head maybe that like people can begin to flex or grow their creative muscles whether it is sketching or it's i don't know 
That's a great question. You know, I if I rewind, you know, back to when I was in school, we didn't have the internet, so design magazine, right? Design ID magazine was my only kind of window into what the design world was. Um, and I had to look other places too, in architectural magazines and fashion magazines and anything that had some kind of design content to it. Um, and again, like I said, I was I was thankful for having art teachers who were very design savvy and understood understood that this was a this was a, a role and a job you could have. But these days, I mean, turn on your phone, turn on your tablet and your laptop, and there are just there's whole series of YouTube channels on how to how to be a designer nowadays. So, yeah, I, I if if anyone if anyone listening is you know in your in your uh, in your podcast is is curious about flexing those muscles, there's so many different avenues you could go down, right? Um, yeah, I, I think I, I think what I would encourage is just try, just do something, right? We talk so much about design thinking as a methodology and a framework and a way to create and solve problems, mm-hmm. identify and solve problems. But more and more, I kind of move through my career. We we talk about design doing right because sometimes you can get stuck in the design thinking (laughs) but but design thinking is useless unless you create something and do something with it so um i I would encourage anyone that's in curious or passionate about flexing those creative muscles or those design muscles just do something do it make it happen just just try and do and learn right learn by doing um whether it's a sketch on a piece of paper, or whether it's playing around with an app on a tablet, whether it's whether it's making something in your in your garage, right, uh, building something in the house, or whatever it might be, uh, create, right. Let's make things. Let's let's build things, and but do it with meaning. Do it with purpose. Flex the skills in making, right. Those are important. So just yeah. the art of making something is a great skill to have. Um, whether it's woodwork or metalwork or welding or or now you can get 3D printers for a couple hundred dollars with some software, right? Go go build something in, in a in a CAD software and, and print it. Yeah. Flex those creative muscles to learn the skills in, in, in using the tools, but don't ever lose sight of the fact that you're making something and it has to have meaning and purpose, right? It can't just be a thing for the sake of of being a thing it has to it has to have some meaning and purpose so yeah i would i would i would encourage yeah i would always encourage people just to go yeah i i think that's a whole skill in itself right that's the design verb skill that that is the the art of bringing meaning to things and that takes time to develop that is i'm still developing that Right. I, I work with people and that's we're cool. still that's cool to we're hear. still yeah, we still have to learn how to, to do that and improve it over time. You you can go to, to design school and, and, and learn something and you can have your first job and, and you learn even more, but but you know, you have to be a constant student of, of this work. It's it's uh it's something you never quite perfect. Every every workshop you do, every design project you work on you always learn something new and and um 
so yeah, I would I would encourage encourage anyone to just jump in, start doing, start making, start creating, go out find some problems, go talk to people. Very you know, cool. Go 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 find some people. Uh, we're lucky in West Michigan to have two fantastic schools that have design programs. One in Grand Rapids, one in Kalamazoo. We've got a school obviously in Detroit with a phenomenal design program. Yep. Um, we probably have the highest number of designers in this region than than most of the U.S. Um, so there's a lot of talent here, and um, it's it wouldn't take wouldn't take much to go and reach out and and I think you'll find any professional designer in the area would be willing to to spend some time and and talk to talk to those that are, are really interested and curious about about this. I think so too, because a lot of the work is done in silence, you know, and it's, oh, someone's curious about what I do? Cool. <laughs> it is, yeah. Um, we, I wanted we, to ask though. But... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, 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 I agree with you. I wanted to ask, um, where do you find like inspiration? Um, you know, it's got to come from somewhere. <laughs> it, it does, yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that, that is another that's another skill to to develop and and be constantly looking looking for inspiration and i think the answer really depends on what you're trying to do and and why right what what are you dealing with in the moment um what challenges are you facing what are you looking at um if i look back on 2020 and we'll not talk too much about 2020 we've heard enough about it <laughs> we've heard enough about it but you know, personally, I and professionally, I was looking for a lot of inspiration from others uh, in other organizations as to how they were managing the the challenges that we all faced last year in terms of working with our teams, helping keep the team motivated, um, help help move us forward despite everything that we're dealing with. Uh, so I, I called them, you know, several several mentors, several design leaders or, or business leaders um, around the world, frankly, not just here in West Michigan, but but trying to get their global perspective of what's going on, what are they doing, how are they how are they working, how are they solving problems. Um, that's one example of, 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 you know, from last year. Uh, but I think that, you know, you've got to pull an inspiration for, from from all aspects, and and yeah. and it really depends on what you're trying to what you're what you're dealing with in the moment. If it's a project that you're trying to tackle, and and you and you're needing inspiration for for a mechanical device, or or maybe just the aesthetics, or or how to do something. You know, there's again, we are so fortunate in in a world today where we can uh, find information at our fingertips. Um, yeah, it's it's not too difficult to to go and start searching and hunting for that. I think the key is with with trying to find inspiration, the key always is don't think in a single direction, right? Try not to think with the blinders on. You have to open your mind to thinking about it from a different perspective. And that means going to talk to people who you might not think would know anything about what you're dealing with. But, <laughs> but there's a good chance they've got a, a similar issue or challenge that you could interpret and take and apply to the problem you're dealing with. So I think, you know, this is a yeah. classic approach for most designers, right, where we would be solving a, a problem and we'd look at maybe some adjacent industries or we'd look to nature or we'd look to, 
to some other completely unrelated area or industry. Yeah, I think there's like a design. There's like a design thinking book that talks about how like some hospital looked at what a NASCAR pit crew did and they use that inspiration to to improve what they, you know, and that's kind of what you're talking about with another industry. Yep. I think that's a great example. And, and there's countless examples like that where, you know, the chances are you you may not, uh, if you're trying to solve a, a wicked problem in your business or your industry, yeah. and it's not been solved before, the chances are someone else somewhere in some other industry or some other field has probably done something similar mm-hmm. uh, that you could take and apply. And and that's that's innovation, right? When we talk about creating innovative solutions, innovation could be something completely new to the world. Those are very rare. Right, those don't happen that frequently. Uh, most things have, in some shape or form, been been created already, and and we are tasked with kind of repurposing that, reapplying it. And I, I think that's a good example where, you know, the problem is understanding the problem is important. So the problem is, how can we we be more efficient and effective within our hospital? Okay, so who, what other teams are super efficient and effective? What other teams? Uh, have time as being an important factor to the job they do. And that's where the pit crew came out. And uh, well, let's go and look at at that. So I think understanding, again, I go back to saying understanding what you're you're dealing with, what is your problem you're trying to deal with, and and put put a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, thought to it. Critical thought. Yeah, yeah. And and think think broadly in terms of what, what other industries or teams or individuals are dealing with some of the thing to, to me and, and it doesn't have to just be in my space. So you, you kind of I touched think, on it already, but why is a global perspective important? Well, I think number one, we live in a global market, right? We, we live in, yeah. we, we live in a global community. We live in a global market. Um, sadly, no, not every country is on the same level. Right. And again, I kind of, come back to us doing good and uh, doing the right thing as designers and individuals that have the skills to, to create new things. We we also owe it to, to other countries, I think, to to help bring them up and bring them along. But, but a global perspective is so important because we live in this global market and very often the, the products and services that we or our companies develop um, are global ultimately, or we aspire for them to be global. And and it would be so easy to to get the magnifying glass out and just look at an, in our own little world and design our own little solution for our market here, wherever it may be in the world. Um, but it really confines you to, to that because uh, the world is getting a little smaller, but it's still very unique. Uh, the, the, the countries and the the cultures and the populations uh, around the world are still very unique in their own needs and wants and desires. And, and even look at Europe, for example, there's there's countries within Europe that would all fit within the US, but the differences are still so vast, language and culture and, and mm. you know consumer needs and, and whatnot. So I think it's super important that we take those perspectives on board. And um, even if our product isn't going to sell, uh, in those countries today, 
uh, might that be an opportunity in the future? And I think I think taking on board those those different points of view helps helps keep us keep us honest. And um, yeah, um, and it can can be an inspiration in itself, right? Going back to your previous question, it, it there can be some inspiration that comes from from elsewhere in the world that uh, that would be a shame just to ignore, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, we're kind of coming up on time. Um, I wanted to ask, though, uh, last question, I think. Um, is there anything that you would want to, like, share? Like, what I like to ask is, like, if you could just, like, open up your window and just shout onto the streets and, and everybody, like, would understand your message. Like, what, what might that message be? Uh, I, I think I'd probably maybe summarize it with, with three words. Um, Stay curious. R really be curious. You know, when when you're having discussions and, and and working with people, whether it's in life or at work, you know, listen to truly uh, understand what they're saying. Don't just listen to reply, right? Um, really be curious and, yeah. and be open-minded and, and listen. Um, persevere, because. Good things don't come right away. Again, in life and work, you, you've got to keep going and persevere. And when you get knocked down, get back up again. You know, you have to keep persevering. Um, and and stay flexible. You know, we've got to be adaptive uh, to to the world around us and 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 stay adaptable. Um, take that input from point one <laughs> if you're getting feedback through your curiosity. But but be adaptable. You know. Um, not everything goes your way, and that's okay, right? So, so you got to be adaptable and 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 just you know, work work in the environment that you're in and, and live within the environment you're in. I love it. I love it. I think that's a great place to close. Um, David Allen, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. Yep. Thank you so much, Luciano. I appreciate it. All right, that's a wrap. That was a really cool episode. Big shout out to David Allen. Uh, thank you so much for your time. That was really cool to get your perspective on everything from design to building teams to good products. All right. Don't forget to like the podcast uh, and maybe even tell a friend about it. So have a good one.